When we learn history, we often uh, learn about significant dates with significant events. For instance, for some reason, I still have stored away in my head that the Battle of Hastings took place in 1066. Exactly. Go see. Can you tell us what happened there? You can't, but it's there, right? Or there, there is December 7th, 1941, a day that will live in infamy, right? When Pearl Harbor was attacked and America entered the Second World War. And of course, Tuesday, July 4th, we celebrate our Independence Day, commemorating the adoption of the Declaration of Independence in 1776, when the 13 colonies declared themselves a new nation. Might be worth remembering that they actually held the vote today, July 2nd, 241 years ago. But anyway, for some reason, July 4th stuck. That's the day they signed things. Maybe that didn't even happen. Maybe they think maybe it happened in August. But in any case, July 4th stuck, and we're sticking to it. So we often, but we often think of history in this way, right? We often think of it as these moments, right? These, these big moments that mark points of profound change, after which nothing will ever be the same. And we do this in our personal lives, too. We commemorate birthdays, we commemorate anniversaries, or we remember days of loss and days of tragedy. And we can tell the stories of our lives around these significant and important moments of transition. Interestingly, at least to my way of thinking, today's gospel lesson invites us into a different perspective. We're asked this morning to look at the significance of small things in today's gospel. Now, to provide a little context, we should see What Jesus has to say today represents the culmination of a teaching on discipleship, and and if you've been here the last few weeks, you've heard parts of this teaching. Jesus has summoned together his, his 12 disciples, and he sends them out with instruction. They are to share the good news of the kingdom of heaven. They are to heal the sick. They are to cast out demons. They are to raise the dead. And Jesus tells them to travel lightly and to not carry money or extra clothes or sandals. Jesus invites them to be vulnerable so that they will have to rely on the kindness of strangers in order to get by. Moreover, Jesus tells the disciples that their mission will inevitably bring them into conflict with others. And moreover, that they should expect persecution. And in response to this, Jesus invites them not to fear, but rather to trust in God and in God's providence, even in the face of desperate moments. Now, all in all, Jesus has been inviting these disciples into a very weighty uh, teaching. You might even say it's a fairly dramatic understanding of their mission. To listen to Jesus, the disciples are given a mission that will be marked by acts of great significance. 
and that therefore carry with them the potential for great conflict. Jesus has given them some heavy stuff, but then Jesus seems to to cast the mission in a different light with the culmination of the teaching that is today's gospel lesson. Jesus says, whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. He says, whoever welcomes a prophet or a righteous person will receive the reward of that prophet or righteous person. Jesus says, whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, he says, none of these will lose their reward. The way that Jesus conveys his message might, might be a bit quirky, so much so that the message might be lost in us. So here's the gist of what Jesus has to say. To offer hospitality to these disciples or to the prophet or to the righteous person is to offer hospitality to Jesus and even to the one who sent Jesus. Which is to say, to care for the prophet or the righteous person is to share in the reward of the prophet or the righteous person. To give even a cup of cold water to someone who thirsts is to give that cup of cold water to Christ and even to God. Now, this bit about the reward might get our heads spinning a little bit, but the reward the prophet and the righteous person receive is God's blessing. And so we might think of the Beatitudes here. In the Beatitudes, Jesus said, says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Or, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Already, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness are experiencing God's joy in their lives, in their hearts. God's blessing is the reward of the prophet and the righteous person. But here, Jesus tells the disciples that to offer assistance to these folks is to receive the same blessing that they receive, which is to say God's blessing is not just for the person of profound courage or for the figure of great importance, but also for those who who are seemingly insignificant. God's blessing is not just for these dramatic disciples who will risk life and limb in the name of the gospel, but also for those who might help them along the way. And I can't help but think that Jesus is inviting the disciples and us into a changed perspective. There will, of course, be times where great courage is needed. There will be times where stands will need to be made. We cannot deny the importance of those moments. But these moments never take place in a vacuum. They are always reached through a culmination of small moments and small decisions. 
And therefore, we cannot deny and should not deny the importance of the seemingly small moments as well. Moments of simple care and regard. Moments that seem insignificant and unimportant. There are moments where a cup of cold water is offered, where a smile and handshake is given, moments that seem like nothing but common courtesy, moments that will probably be forgotten by all parties, but won't be and are not forgotten by God. These are moments that are shot through with God's meaning and God's purpose. From God's perspective, these small acts become bearers of profound weight. And there is no insignificant act of compassion in God's eyes. There is no meaningless act of love, no matter how small. When we reach out one to another, with a listening ear or with a caring heart. We are reaching out not just to the other, but to Christ and indeed to God. The mystery that Jesus invites us into this morning is the mystery of God experienced in small, concrete actions. The mystery is God encountered in the cup of cold water or in the giving and receiving of hospitality. The mystery is God's grace given as we commune with God and with one another through a a morsel of bread and a sip of wine from Christ's table. The mystery is in the difference that we can make in the world with small acts. In a world of injustice, in a world that often seems dark and hopeless. It is easy to despair and to think that we can't really have an impact on it all. It is easy to fear that we are too small and that the need is too great and that the dark is just too dark. But today, Jesus invites us to see that even a small candle cut through the deepest dark. We can have an impact on this world, and by God's grace, our little bit can make and does make a difference. So what small thing is God inviting you to do? How can you reach out in, in the cause of justice and compassion? What is the need you perceive around you? What is a way, maybe even a very small way, that you can shine some light on that need? Perhaps it is something as simple as a phone call. Perhaps it is sharing a a bite to eat with someone who is hungry or a cup of water with someone who is thirsty. Even, even in these small ways, God's grace can be at work, and God's love 
can and will and is made manifest. Amen.